Hey, I'm Lauren. I have got Tourette. That one's not obvious already. Um, we call her Trish. Ha ha, Patricia. Um, because she tends to get me in trouble quite a lot. Fuck you. Non-disabled people shouldn't have a say in what happens to disabled people. Today's guest, Lauren Perry, is a disability advocate who has a number of disabilities, which include Tourette's, Unlost Unlost Syndrome, and POTS, to name a few. It was a great conversation to have with Lauren, particularly surrounding what it's like to travel with a disability and some of the challenges that come along with Tourette's. I really do hope you enjoy this episode, so please sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome to the Not Quite Podcast. I'm Charlie Randall. Let's get ready to rewrite the rulebook. Welcome back to the Not Quite Pod. Today we've got Lauren with us. Lauren, do you just want to quickly introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are and a bit about yourself? Hey, I'm Lauren. Um, if you know me, you might know me as A Ticker's Guide to Life on social media. Um, I basically have a range of chronic illnesses and disabilities. And yeah, I've got a social media account and disability group in Brighton. Nice. Awesome. So tell me a bit more about your different conditions, how they affect you sort of day to day um, and what's sort of involved, just to give a bit of insight to those who are listening to like what a day to day is for you. Yeah, um, so yeah. I have got Tourette's, that one's not obvious already. Um, we call her Trish, um, just to sort of differentiate, ha ha, Patricia, um, just to sort of <coughs> differentiate what's me and what is Trish, um, because she tends to get me in trouble quite a lot if I don't do that. Um, I've also got a condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, um, which means my joints like to pop out quite a lot. Um, and I pass out quite a lot, which is kind of like the POTS that comes with the Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, you might have heard before. Um, there's loads of other comorbidities that kind of come with that. Um, so I get really tired, um, all sorts. I've also got a fun condition called hemiplegic migraines, which means every now and then I get paralysed, which is really fun not um haha you idiot um but essentially because of all of that i use a bright pink wheelchair to get around because my thoughts are if people are gonna look it may as well because your wheelchair is bright pink um i'm a bit of a wheelchair geek must admit so i've got all the free wheels and alberifix adaptations and everything you can think of um and in a dream world i'd have 10 wheelchairs but i don't know who's paying for that yeah i'm with you there i'm right <laughs> with you there um, it's interesting, you actually are, uh, I had another guest with Earl uh, I can't even say it, Earl No, it's so hard to say. You know what I mean? Anyway, you guys yeah, know what I, I meant. Um, yes, it's so fine. Yeah. I had another guest, um, Damien, who's also got EDS. Oh, yeah. And interestingly, he's obsessed with pink wheelchairs. So oh, is, it, yeah. is it a thing? Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, actually, I know someone else that's got a bright pink wheelchair and they've got EDS. So what I actually did is I went for a white wheelchair and then I got like pink, um, like pink pushroom covers and pink um, spokes and pink um, like frame guards because my thoughts nice. were like, what if one day I don't like pink anymore? And that would be really embarrassing. <laughs> so I've just spent like how much money on a wheelchair and then what if I want it to be blue? So now I can like mix and match it to like match my style or whatever. But that is the worst thing. thing with wheelchairs. I've just had like I've just had my one custom made. Oh yeah, and... bougie mother. <laughs> <laughs> there was oh, no, it's fine. Actually, it was brilliant. Um, yeah, the weird, the hardest thing was picking the colours. I spent so long deciphering the colours because it's I was so like, I am stuck in this. I for like it. the next five, ten years. And it's like, it I need to get this right. Like outfits as well. So it's like, mm -hmm. I love my bright pink, but like some days, like I can't wear red ever because red and pink, no, in my opinion anyway. If you wear red and pink, I'm sure that looks amazing. But like together for me, that does not look good. And also, like, what if you wanted to, like, I don't know, wear blue one day and then it'd be like nice if I had a blue wheelchair. So when I'm rich, I'm going to have all my chairs lined up, my all terrain wheelchair and everything. Nice. It's going to be amazing. But yeah, no, I totally hear you on that. And a Just sparkly on the pink of... is a thing as well. Did you know that? Sparkly pink wheelchair. Oh, wow. Glitter, so you can get sparkly pink. Ooh. Love that. <laughs> as I say, don't tell Damien. He will he will be all over that. This guy, I love him to bits, but he's got bright pink wheelchair and insists on wearing bright pink trainers wherever he goes. I love that. Is that like the bright pink laces, like to match? Yep. Yeah, love yep. that. Love that so much. So My you and David would get on like pink. a house of fire. It's so funny. <laughs> like I actually like blue, but for some reason, like I just love the pink chair. I don't know. Is it, it a, 
Is it because it's a statement thing? Because like when we were talking, I was talking to Damien about it, and I'm to be, but I'm kind of similar with like my fashion sense of look. People are going to stare at me anyway, so right. why not give them something to stare at? Exactly. Like I, people are always complimenting my wheelchair, and I love that. But it's like you know, haha, old ladies. You know, when you've got like the middle-aged women staring at you because you're in a wheelchair, I'm always thinking, are they staring at me because I'm in a wheelchair? Or are they staring at me because they've never seen a bright pink wheelchair before? And I like to just leave that question as like an open question kind of thing. So yeah, that's my thought. It's a good one, though. Yeah, it's a, it's often a it's a real thing when it comes to young people and disabilities, like particularly because there's that common misconception that we get everything given to us, yeah. and there's that also a common misconception that every disabled person is an old lady or an old man. Exactly. I think when people think of disability, like they really don't think of me, and it's like when I was younger, I really really struggled with people looking at me. Like that was before I was even like disabled. I mean, I can kind of go on to that a bit but um in the sense of like I wasn't born with a dis disability as such even though it kind of technically was because it's a ge genetic condition my disability didn't affect me as a like young child and I really struggled with sort of like mental health side of things but the minute I sort of had threats and like physical like conditions it really meant overnight I people were looking at me straight away so to have a bright pink wheelchair, it was like, right, we're going to be confident with this. People are going to be looking yeah. at us. We're getting a bright pink wheelchair and we're going for it. I think it's kind of like the only way to do it. It's like, you know, grab it by the balls and go with it kind of thing. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. On that note, like, interestingly, one of the questions that popped into my head was, what advice would you give to like a younger person that's not necessarily at that stage in their life where they are more confident with their disability and more like, do you know what? Fuck it. Let's just roll with it and see where we go with this mind the pun but um mm -hmm. yeah it's what would what advice would you give it's interesting you say that actually because so one like thought always pops into mind about like Tourette so I was so self-conscious of it like I always used to like go out the room like tick I'd have like massive like tick attacks at the end of the day so if you suppress your ticks which is like holding in your ticks ha ha you can't get rid of me ah if you hold in ha <laughs> If you hold in your ticks, they're going to come out at some point. Yeah. So essentially what I would do is hold them all in and then they'd all come out and it'd be really painful um, and cause me loads of problems. So one day I was in the swimming pool, as you do, um, and I said to my friend, oh, can you see that? And she had no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, no, look, look, can you see that? She had no idea what I was talking about. And I was ticking away like mad. And she was like, why are you ticking so much? And I literally could not stop ticking. And then on the other side of the pool, there was someone else that was ticking loads. And she was literally like, I don't get uh. it. And there, so there was two of us in the pool that were both ticking loads. Both of us obviously got a tick disorder or Tourette's. And yeah. no one else in the pool noticed at all, apart from the two of us, because we were the only two that were noticed. And it kind of made me realise from that day that no one cares. Like, no one realises. Yeah. You're the only one that notices or someone else with the same condition. And then it kind of means yeah. that you're actually in this cool little, like, you know, we're in the cool minority and no one actually is part of that. It was kind of quite nice to think, you know, my housemate that's with me every single day didn't notice someone else with Tourette's then, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that whole thing, like you say, of that whole thing of like that, one, that mutual nod between anyone that's disabled but and anyone else that's disabled. There's kind of that, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you see someone with the exact same condition. It's like, ah, I, I get, I, I'm yeah. with you. I, I, I see you. It's just like, it was like, like is like, find your people. And, like, people are not, like, people are so obsessed with themselves that they don't notice yeah. each other. So it's just important to find people that do accept you and don't worry about yeah. anyone that doesn't. Like... <laughs> move out the way I know where my person is they're the one with Tourette's on the other side of the pool <laughs> we can see yeah. each other do you know what I mean so that was Sorry. the one piece of advice I wish I could have given my younger self mm. particularly when it came to school mm. was like um not because I, I think everyone goes into schools like a, particularly secondary school going to year seven and you think oh yeah I want to be like um I I want to but get in with a popular crew I want to really like get in with that lot yeah. whereas I actually whereas found that like once I kind other. of basically that is very, very tutorish um um it's that whole thing of like finding your people as you say like once i kind of gave up on that idea and actually just looked at who i actually liked yeah 
I kind of found my people and was like, actually, this isn't as stressful. It's quite funny now as well, sort of looking back. I mean, I didn't have that experience of like being sort of a disabled person growing up. So I can't really relate to that. And I can imagine that that must have been really difficult. But from the perspective of like looking back, it's like all young people just want to fit in. And it's kind of yeah. like whether you're a disabled person or an able-bodied person, non-disabled person, you just want to fit in. So kind of looking back now, some of my favourite people in school, like their personalities weren't the popular kids or whatever they are. Some of the coolest people I know now, probably I wouldn't have been friends with in school because yeah. they wouldn't have been considered cool. Whereas actually, if I'm going to go down to the pub, I could probably sit there and out for hours and have conversations with them. Whereas in school... They were probably so boring. They'd just sit there and talk yeah. about other people, not be interesting. Now we're probably yeah. probably all the neurodiverse people sat together. Do you know what I mean? Being interesting. Yeah. So. I I always relate back to like with my friendship group, if you saw us out and about, it, it just looks like a clusterfuck of people. Like it's like, <laughs> what the fuck happened here? Like <laughs> all like the little outskirts. <laughs> yeah, basically it was that. like, right, we'll grab someone from this group, we'll grab someone from this group, and then we'll grab someone from this group and we we'll just that. smash them together. Yeah, but that's why it works. Like, personalities are so interesting. Like, who wants to just well, be sat there and be boring? Like, exactly. I, want this, I, I want the wheel there. <laughs> that's pretty accurate as well. Yeah. Um, what was going to say? Um, what was so on that note? You mentioned obviously you didn't grow up necessarily identifying as disabled at the time. What was growing up like for you? Was it fairly yeah. sort of standard? Well, or? it's quite interesting actually. So, throughout like my whole like high school period, I had like mm. panic disorder and like depressive disorder and all of that sort of stuff and agoraphobia. So I actually didn't really like leave my house much at all. Oh, which wow. is like kind of crazy um, to think about now because I'm like so far from that. And I think when people look at me now, I don't know, but people would always sort of think like bright pink wheelchair, like she's got Tourette, she's always shouting, like <laughs> loudest in the room. Whereas like back yeah. then I was like, close the door, stay in my bedroom. I don't like people. Ah, <laughs> And I'm still yeah. very much like, I like what's the word like I recharge in my own time but like back then it was literally like I would have a panic attack if I went out in public I had a panic attack if I was walking to school if it was busy in exams like mm-hmm. restaurants like literally anything underground the London underground I had to do a lot of like exposure therapy like it was intense <laughs> it was a lot hindsight yeah. it was probably because I've got pots and my heart heart rate was too high and there's a lot of medical stuff going on but it's really interesting to sort of see how the mental health side of things was dealt with then and sort of see that actually a lot of people were probably going through similar things maybe not to that extent but yeah as you're older you can sort of deal with it a bit better um, yeah and yeah. I think it's there's that more awareness of it as well like if you've gone through something like once you go through something like that you have so much more awareness of it in other people Definitely. like I went for a really shitty time when I left um when I left school I've talked about it before on the podcast mm. so I had a really shitty time in my first job mm. so like that had a huge impact and then once I got through that I was like oh my god like there are people everywhere that go through Absolutely. this and it's that horrible thing of Unless you've gone through it, shut up. You don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. It's pretty much what I've come to the conclusion with. Because you always get the people like, oh, well, why Why are you upset? Or like, why is this bothering yeah. you so much? And you're like, you honestly don't. You, no. Unless you've done it, you can't explain it. Then it's like, like sometimes you kind of want to like fix it for people. Like it's kind of like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, I had like therapy for so long as a kid. It's kind of like, I know what will help you, but you need to go through that journey to fix it yourself. But... Yeah. I kind of just wanted like I really want to help like young kids that are going through it but also like sometimes it just is a matter of age thing you know like if you just go through it it, you'll come out the other side and like here I am my bright pink wheelchair and people might look at me now and be like oh my god it's so sad she uses a wheelchair but like really I'm the happiest I've ever been so yeah it might be sad that I'm disabled but like I'm so happy I'm disabled because it means that my mental health's like so much better I've met amazing people you know so it's interesting that is a point that I always bring up on this podcast and that is like people always ask me like would you hand your disability back and I'm like I hate to 
burst your bubble because everyone thinks you'd turn around and be like, God, yeah. Yeah. I'd actually turn around and argue, possibly not, because I wouldn't have the life that I know now. I don't know any different. Yeah. And I wouldn't have met half the people I do know now because I wouldn't be doing what I am doing now. And then also I'm like, I'm so much, I feel like, obviously I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, but I feel like I would, I'm so much more socially rounded Oh my god! Now than I would be if I was not. Definitely, like I don't know, like obviously everyone has like down days where they're just like, like I know I have carers full time and like I've just got a wav and I would love to have a Lamborghini. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'd love to just be able to work yeah. a full time job. Like, there's so many things I'd love to be able to do, but like I don't have horrible people in my life. Like the people I have in my life, I really cherish and like they appreciate my like friendships. I don't know, like when I like eventually will travel on holiday, like I will appreciate that holiday because like, yeah. you know, it'll take, take all my energy to get there. Whereas like some people take, really take things for granted. And like, I just think with a disability, like you really appreciate absolutely everything. And Definitely. yeah, I don't know. Like even like my Tourette's, I don't think I'd be anywhere near. It's <laughs> like confident in like, speaking like I never would have ever done anything like this in the past whereas now like I I shout all sorts of embarrassing embarrassing things out loud so <laughs> kind of got to get used to talking in public you know not to be that like inspiration able-bodied porn shit that people do but also I'm like if someone could do it with Tourette's what the fuck are you moaning about Karen yeah you have nothing <laughs> like do you know what I mean like when I tell you like I hated like if I would always think people were looking at me all the time and then like overnight it was like hey you've got Tourette's now and it's like you know yeah so embarrassing sitting there and being shout like you know if you can think of the most embarrassing thing like that could have ever happened to you I will shout it out in public like there are no boundaries people can't tell me secrets because yeah I, I was gonna say it. that might... it's so bad like, yeah but it just means that like life is so funny do you know what I mean and yeah, yeah. I, don't I mean, get... as well, you must come out with so many good one-liners that are like are so unintentional, but Literally. must be just fantastic. It's amazing. Like we always say, Trish is funny. I don't know whether I'm funny, but Trish is funny. She's really funny. <laughs> like I can't even think of things like that she does. Even like when people were staring at me, like in my wheelchair, like Trish will just like shout in their face, like roar at them, yeah. or like yeah. make like a little comment or like every year like everyone knows their Christmas presents because Trish has told them like it's just like everything it's just so funny (laughs) ha ha bitch Um, just so many things so funny um, I was going to ask because it, it's a really random thought and forgive me if you're like shut up Charlie, no, you're you're talking about. but basically <laughs> I I always wonder like so for you when you have a tick can you is it that sort of thing where you like you can feel it coming and you're like oh god no no yeah. now. so you know when you like really need to sneeze it's yeah. literally like so it's called a premonitory urge so it's just before you're about to sneeze you're like it's like that bit. Yeah. I can feel it tingling up one arm and like up the side of my yeah. face. Or like the other feeling, like I, I, I just, hey, up the dickhead. I describe a, a tick attack, like um, hiccups, where yeah. you, it's just, uh, you can't control it. Control it. Yeah. yeah. Um, or like sneeze, literally the sneezing or hiccups. Um, to be fair, I relate to it quite a bit because there's one thing that I can't figure out, like, why it happens, mm-hmm. but basically, I have this thing where I have that very similar sensation, so I can feel it coming, and then basically, you know that whole thing of like some, you know, someone says, "Oh, someone's walked over my grave." Yeah. Imagine that, just twelve times more intense. And the worst thing is, it happens to me at the worst times. Yeah. I'll be in a really deep conversation with a friend, and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is not going to happen now." Like I was talking to my manager the other day, yeah. and it happened, and I'm going, "No, oh, no, 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 no." Oh, it's so like it's so interesting though because so many people have ticks. So I don't know how true this statistic is, but apparently it's just as common as autism. Don't know how like huh. real that like statistic is, but I'm pretty sure it's a transaction thing. Um, and like I love to spot ticks in other people. That's like something I really enjoy. So like like my mum will sit there and like twiddle her thumbs, and that's a tick. Or like when people are nervous, like they'll like play with their hair or their yeah. jumper. Yeah, my like 
friend does this all the time, like with her nose as she wiggles <laughs> it. And I'm like, you're ticking. And like people just don't notice. But yep. obviously the verbal ones are um, a little bit different. To them. A bit more out there. Yeah. So one of my favourite um, verb, I say favourite, this is so bad. It's so morbid. But um, I had a really funny verbal one. It was like the height of lockdown and it was at my grandpa's funeral. You can only imagine. Ooh, and um, yeah. yep. they were bringing his coffin out. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, and there was like only like eight or nine of us at the funeral because it was funeral because it was like height of lockdown. COVID, and like yeah. they were bringing like the coffin and Trisha sent, mmm, smells like death. <laughs> and I was like, oh my <laughs> God. <I'm> so <laughs> Everyone's like sobbing, crying. And I'm just there like yeah. literally could not stop laughing. I was like, sorry. I know it's not the time, but yeah. So that's sort of the sort of thing that, we get. Really random question, but on that note, like, does like your your emotional state have any impact on ticks in terms of like, can you switch straight from like being bawling your eyes out to to having a verbal tick? Mm, definitely. So when I'm really really angry, my ticks get really like aggressive but then they okay. really hurt my neck and obviously because of my eds that makes it really bad yeah. um so like there's times where it's like not funny <laughs> and like that will be yeah. really painful um but then when i'm like really anxious and it's really quiet then it's like it's kind of like the naughty kid in school it's like now's yeah. my time to play up like <laughs> let's go yeah there, um, there's an urge that exactly. you're like oh i need to feel the silence yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then if i'm really relaxed and the lavender oils out and I'm chill and you know nice. they're not so bad um fuck you um I've only just started swearing recently which is kind of annoying oh really yeah only 10% of people with threats swear um which is fun and now when, which is a really interesting point to bring up because often pe when people think of threats you automatically think of the swearing yeah to it like you don't I think a lot of people's exposure to ticks was prob the most exposure of ticks has ever seen on on media is pete from big brother yeah. and i bet you're so sick of people going oh you're like pete from big brother exactly. you're fuck off yeah it's like you know you always get the little britain reference when you stand up from your wheelchair and then they're exactly yeah. the same with the Tourette's and it's like haha actually and when people ask oh do you swear i'm always like no <laughs> even though i have started swearing now i'm always like no i don't swear but it's strange but you I saw um I saw on your story the other day that uh, you're actually due to travel to Amsterdam and that unfortunately didn't happen. Was that due yeah. to health concerns? Well, yeah, no. Well, it's just so much planning <laughs> to yeah. like go I feel you. away. I feel you. <laughs> so like we were planning to go away and we were like, ah, oh, like this will be great. And then like I have to pay for the cost of me and then my carer. <laughs> so that's already double the cost. And then they were charging yeah. more for an accessible room than for an like um ambulatory room, is that what they're called? Yeah. Non non-disabled person's yeah, non room. Non-disabled room, yeah. average room, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> more it's for a disabled person's room than for a non-disabled person's room. Yeah. Which is actually illegal, but they were doing it anyway. Um and it was like three times more. <laughs> Um, wow. so then that was like double the cost of the holiday plus three times more times for the room. So then I'm already yeah. at that much more Then travel insurance. <laughs> yeah. And then we were only going to have like one and a half full days in Amsterdam and knowing my health, that would have been the one day that I'm ill because <laughs> yeah. I need like two days to recover from a journey. So we were like, is it worth it? Probably not. Oh, well, we'll go away another time. Oh, mate, and then it's like flying with a wheelchair as well like yeah yeah have you ever flown with a wheelchair yes i i, I must have touched touch with 1500 yeah 150 times uh but but basically i have traveled and been very lucky that every time i have traveled my wheelchair has arrived in one piece admittedly okay. there's been a couple of new scuffs that have arrived so, but I'll take that yeah. over it being mangled to a hundred different pieces. So I've been very lucky. I know a load of other creators have put uh -huh. out that they've had really negative experiences. Um, so I over, yeah, overall I've had a quite a positive experience. Obviously I've had problems with like hotels and stuff, booking the like booking, yeah. trying to book the accessible room and then not like 
not booking the right room yeah, that was frustrating and do you have any yeah, tips so that's out of interest because i'm looking to go to the bahamas are... i know that sounds crazy tips i would say um as as i know you are i i use any gadgets that you use and are going to help you on that trip take them make the airline take them like don't take any prisoners with that i know obviously there's yeah. the added concern of of the equipment not making it in one piece there are some availabilities of like some insurances that you can buy mm. um so that's the other thing to look into like i've now privately insured my front wheel attachment mm-hmm. and my wheelchair which covers a 90 day um worldwide travel that's cool so my- as much as it doesn't help you help you in the instance of like if you arrive and your chair's mangled yeah. at least when you get home you know that you're going to be able to sort it out that was my main yeah. that was my main reasoning it's funny because um, like i'm such a go big or go home and i'm like if i'm gonna go on yeah. holiday i may as well go to the bahamas because if my wheelchair breaks and i'm in the bahamas i'll cry about it in the bahamas rather than crying about it in that's france fair. like i love france but i'd probably yeah. be really upset whereas if i'm in the bahamas at least i'm like in the bahamas you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, completely get. I think as well, like from it, from what I've seen, it seems to be, and it's wrong, completely wrong. I think the the main damages with wheelchairs and stuff tends to happen with electric wheelchairs because people just don't know how to handle yeah. them. But then I'm also like, use your fucking brain, like literally. So I've created these like signs with like pictures of me looking really yeah. sad, yeah. and I've written like um please don't break my wheelchair because that means my legs will be broken for six months and I don't cry. I can't. Like, it's so, yeah. so funny. But yeah. Scary. So, but in terms of other tips, like um, if you were to go to Amazon, the interesting thing is um, another creator, no, Carrie, she goes to Amazon quite a lot, mm. got the same condition as me, is a wheelchair user. She loved it. But when I went, I found Amsterdam really challenging in terms of finding accessible toilets mm. uh, because a lot of restaurants and stuff are downstairs, yeah. which isn't too bad if you're like going in springtime or summertime. There's a lot of outside seating, but I actually had to resort to, which is fine once I figured it out that if you go into a five star hotel and go, Can I use your toilet? they don't have any problem with it. And they tend to have disabled toilets, yeah. but there's not really public disabled toilets available, That's which difficult. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sweet talking also, people. Uh, yeah, that is, was a lot of it. But then interestingly, like, policemen out there were really friendly. It was really strange. But I thought like they were I, all just really friendly. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I mean, the Dutch, in general, the Dutch are, the Dutch are very yeah. friendly. They're very direct, but very friendly. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that would be my advice for Amsterdam is, like, mm. book. Book, if you want to do stuff, book yeah. it. Like, I think that was my mistake. I'm quite impulse. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to book too yeah. much. Um, I went like tra- years ago, but I hired like all my mobility equipment. Yeah. So I was just like a mess. My body hated me <laughs> because, I do you know it. what I mean? And it's just like, it's like you weigh up whether it's worth it then. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. They had an amazing um, like wheelchair accessible bike thing though. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah, yeah. But then it was like, yeah, I don't know. I really want to do the tulip fields. So I feel like I do need my own chair for that. There is um also there are, uh, the public transport there is fairly accessible. Mm. Like it's, it's fairly good um access wise. Also I off uh, I I won't go on about it too much on here, but there is a person I've got a friend of mine who who is Dutch okay. and is uh, and has chronic illness and is a ambulatory wheelchair uh-huh. user. So she's got a lot more awareness of things that are going on there. So if you do want to know, yeah. I can I can point Amazing. you in her direction. Thank you. Definitely. But yeah, love that. But travel, yeah, on that note, travel, travel as a wheelchair user is just a ball leg. I think the only other thing that I have tested recently is like that whole, because as you say, although illegal, a number of properties will charge you extra for accessible rooms. Yeah. However, I have tested, not foolproof, but I have tested that um, you can sometimes arrive and have a normal, quote unquote, normal room booked mm-hmm. and then go, Can I? have you got an accessible room that i can use is it available and they'll tend to go yeah okay we'll swap you over yeah. no problem my um pa is quite good at do, doing the whole like oh poor disabled girl like do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah which we shouldn't have to do but like sometimes you have to like you know but even like we we have a problem of like you book an accessible room you turn up and you can't actually even get your wheelchair through the door so do you know what I mean or like we booked this accessible spa experience and we were so excited and it was like 
I, I have this thing called Trish's birthday, which is like the anniversary of my Tourette's because I like to celebrate yeah. medical anniversaries a bit more positive than like feeling sorry for myself, lol. Um, yeah, makes sense. And so we booked like a nice trip away to a spa and then we got there and like the lift down to the spa was broken, obviously. And then the lift from the spa changing rooms down to like the pool was also broken, lol. Um, and then like the tap in our room was broken <laughs> and they didn't have like the pool cords. Like everything was just a mess. And we were like, yeah. mm, should we just stay home next time maybe we should and I was like thinking about like traveling abroad for the first time because I didn't have care for like so long and now I finally got care and I'm like it's just like the thought of taking my chair on a plane yeah like I mean mm. I think overall I think there is like there's definitely things that can prove I think overall you you do tend to get a quite a good experience I think it really just it's unfortunately it's just luck of the draw yeah, definitely um, and that's that is the hardest thing. But yeah, risk it, it for is... a biscuit, bitches. Basically, it is risk it for a biscuit. To be fair, Trish, it is pretty much, yeah, risk it for like there is definitely like an element of like watching like your heart sinking as your wheelchair goes into the hold, and you're like, is that gonna arrive in one yeah. piece? Mm, I don't know. I think especially because um, like I mean, last year I literally had no carers, and my wheelchair was broken for six months. So it's like, oh, I've wow. just got my wheelchair back and I'm like, woohoo, I can go travelling with it and I've got carers. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, if they break your wheelchair, <laughs> you're going to be miserable. Yeah. But then also it's like, you can't really live your life in fear, can you? Like, imagine a non-disabled person didn't go on holiday because they were worried that the plane was going to crash or they were worried that their luggage was going to yeah. get lost or, you know, so. Yeah. There's a famous saying, and as much as I'm like, oh, okay, it was that simple. Sorry. It's <laughs> all right. There's a, it's only my mum. She's not a famous oh, philosopher. Don't worry. Um, um, my mum always says, worry about it when it happens. Exactly. That is my mum's, like, favourite saying. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that, but then I'm also a warrior. So yeah. this is yeah. not going to happen. No. To be honest, I'm just such a planner. Like, that's the only thing yeah. you can't plan for, your chair breaking. So just got to play it by ear. <laughs> exactly you just gotta roll with it and like as i say for me personally uh taking my front wheel attachment my firefly away with me has been absolutely fucking game changing mm, it has been so much giving me so much freedom yeah especially like public like <laughs> realistically me i'm finding i can get gina either an electric scooter or a bike yeah me and gina don't need public transport i can just fucking zip Do you <laughs> yeah, find it's it, great like... I, like you forget like you don't know what's a normal amount of walking like I'll be like because yeah. obviously I've got yeah. my joystick I'll be like like wheeling along and I'll like say to whoever's with me like have we been like going for ages or like are your legs okay like I don't know what's normal like I'll be yeah. going around like town and I'll be like yeah we can walk there we can walk back like and I've changed my yeah. battery and I'm like hang on like are you tired I don't know like <laughs> I yeah. love it. For one, it, I'm the one that can like lead. <laughs> it's great. I'm not the bad. It's, it's funny because then you sit there and you get back to the hotel. Like I always relate back to Gina will like check her fit. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, fucking hell, I've done 50,000 steps. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> so funny. It's like, I'm, I'm I'm not tired. I'm ready to keep going. I'm like barely. Yeah. Like, so yeah, funny. I'm dying. Yeah. For once I can shop but and yeah, enjoy it. Like... <laughs> It's, it is, but then I think that's the other thing as well. With uh, that's why I do like my front wheel attachment of it being able to come off because shops, like particularly foreign shops, never are great when it comes to wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. So like, it can make yourself as slim as like as slim and as manoeuvrable as yeah. possible. That would be another bit of advice. I'd that's give. what I love about my e fix though, because my e fix like the turning circle. I'm literally just like literally yeah. like spin on a spot, like a little like yeah, it's so good, but. She is a delicate babe, and when she breaks, yes. <laughs> she likes to break big. <laughs> but yeah, no, yes. it is amazing though. On that note, I remember like when I first got my Firefly, I stupidly, proper male stupidity, <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, I can turn really quickly, turned really quickly at full speed, and it just went. That was oh, it. No. Game over, out, out the sideways door, going, no. oh, this is going to hurt. No. But yeah. I feel like everyone yeah. had like big falls hours so fine. I feel like it's part of like character building, isn't it? My worst one has to be we were in Cornwall and I'd only recently got the Firefly and um, basically I'd got over a bump that shouldn't have caused any problems. But I think my Cornwall. balance was just awful. Whatever happened. And um, basically I'd gone over this bump and it threw me off. And then I've gone like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, Gina. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
and then Gina's like, Charlie, you're gonna like you're gonna fall off a cliff. And I'm oh like, my God. What what do you mean? And then I looked it's oh that classic cartoon moment of looking to your left and going, oh, Fuck you know, that's a long way down. Ha yep. ha, old lady, ha ha, she's old, ha 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 ha, she's old, might die soon. Ha ha ha, she's gonna die. Those ones bad. Trishy's quite dark occasionally. I live opposite uh, elderly people residential homes, so ah, they are quite frequent. I'm really unfortunate. Fair enough, them. that makes sense. Lovely people though. Ha ha. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, that's all right. What was... um? You were saying, like, obviously, you, you love your gadgets, you love a new piece of disability tech. What like what are some of the ones you've got? Like, what are some of your favourites? What was on your wish list? Yeah. So, yeah. No, Trish always interrupts, by the way. So I'm sorry that she interrupted you. Yeah, sure I'm like, I'll be sure listening good. and then she interrupts. And I'm like, what were we talking about? Um, yeah. So, oh, my gosh. My wish list is so long. It's ridiculous. So I really want... <laughs> Uh, Magic Mobility All-Terrain Wheelchair It's the X8 um, There's a video on my page of me using it I cried when I used it I was such a loser um, Oh I think I have to oh, yeah, yeah. It gets me onto Brighton Beach It's incredible So is the price <laughs> But it's so good mm. um, It's got like tilt and space Which would be amazing for my pots um, And yeah it gets onto Brighton Beach It's like the only chair that I've managed to get onto Brighton Beach This far don't know if you know Brighton yep. that well, but it's obviously like chill. Yep, I was there last weekend. Oh, you were, weren't you? you yeah. Down. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. My friend's at uni there, so like I always pop down whenever I can. Brighton or Sussex? Brighton. Okay, good, good. We would have had an argument otherwise. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the X8, incredible. Um, I'm looking to try the new trekking wheels from Try Ride. Gonna give them a go, oh, yeah. see how they are, which is gonna be exciting. I struggle with the front attachments because of my yeah. dodge joints. Um, yep, that makes sense. But yeah, I'm gonna give them a go. Um, oh my gosh, what else is on my list? My brain. I've got a free wheel on the front of my chair, which is so good yeah. for getting me up and down curves. Um, I'm looking to get a rigid chair, but because I've got a folding chair, but I have really narrow doorways but i've just bought a wav um that i'm planning to nice. convert into a camper van which is really nice exciting. um so i just need to think about whether a rigid chair is gonna fit um that's right yeah very excited about the camper wav situation i don't know why i'm acting yeah. like i can like do any diy at all but that's all right. If, <laughs> if there's will, there's a way, and you can always find friends. If there's mm, wills, yeah. there's a way. <laughs> that is very true. Another old dude. I um yeah, it's but on that note of Brighton, like that is the one thing that popped into my head when you were like, "Oh, I live in Brighton." And I'm like, Brighton plus wheelchair. Mm, hilly, hilly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like two chair power attachments that can cope with the hills here there's like a benoit i don't know if you've heard of it yeah benoit, amazing um and then my efix they're like the only two that i can manage to get up the hills where i live like wow um kind of thing yeah. obviously there's like other power chairs and things but that was like that would fold down and get into my um car, car. i have and to say I have to say, from experience, the Firefly can pretty much cope with anything. The only thing you, you have to be aware of is you lean forward. Lean forward is your yeah. best friend. If you can lean forward, you're pretty much good. Yeah. Uh, it didn't cope with Brighton Beach, but that's neither here nor there. I feel like if you're coping with Brighton Beach, you can get on the moon. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when someone says it's true. an all-terrain wheelchair, like, I'm like, is it an all-terrain wheelchair it? that yeah. can get on Brighton Beach? Because that is, like, a miracle. It's a great, crazy. But yeah. on that note, like I, this is clearly a personal question, so I forgive the li okay. forgive me listeners. Like going, right? Why are we talking about this? But basically, I've come to the conclusion that it's really hard to find accessible hotels accommodation in Brighton. Also, like don't get me started on the whole price thing. That's ridiculous. In oh my itself. god! But yeah, renting down here, like you're paying London prices. Like it's extortionate. Yeah like it's crazy like hotels and stuff but like it's basically london by the sea like everything is yes 
crazy. Like I, I would argue as well. It's it's more expensive than London because I, I was looking. <laughs> yeah. I I was literally looking for a day, and it was like two hundred quid for the day, and I was going. It, what? Honestly, like crazy. I used to have this conversation with a student all the time because when you're a student and you live in London, you get London student loan. Whereas when yeah. you're in Brighton, you're paying London prices for student accommodation, but you're not getting London student loan. Whereas my friends up north were paying like £200 for their accommodation or £400 for their accommodation. And we were paying like 800 whatever was stupid we were paying. Yeah. And it's like, we're getting the same amount of money a month and they're paying like yeah. £3 for a beer and we're paying like, what, like 12 or something stupid. Yeah, 12, but like yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know what you mean. like it's crazy. I do know what you mean. But yeah, hotels and stuff. There are a few good um accessible hotels um and stuff. I'm a bit of a Brighton tour guide. I've made like a couple of accessible ah, I'll have stuff. to I'll have to drop you a text after, yeah, after let the, me know the recording next time and be like, well, where we gotta go. Yeah, yeah definitely. The, um, definitely good cafes and restaurants and stuff like that. I'm always a sucker for canoops or coops or whatever you want to call it. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Major sucker for that. Uh, where else do we where else do we normally go? Um, oh, I can't think of them now. But yeah, there are plenty of Amazing. places in Brighton where I'm like, it, it's it's got a little bit of. Oh, that's the other one. Oh, it's gone out of my head. But yeah, there are plenty. Like, there's yeah. loads. Oh my gosh, uh, there are so loads many good that I always it's go so to. So good for people with allergies and stuff like that as well. Here, yeah. yes, everyone's just great for yeah. Um, talking about uh, coming back to you a little more can you tell us a bit more about I can't remember the name of the disability but you said that you have to go through part time paralysis every now and again yeah the, how does that how's that all come all about fun um, so yeah. it's called hemiplegia fuck your mum yeah it's called ha ha it's my mum's fault it's called ha ha it's your mum's fault <laughs> it's called ha ha it's your mum's fault <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's, all right. it's called hemiplegic migraines. Ha ha. My yeah. mum gets them too. That's why she's saying it's yeah. my mum's fault. Fair Poor enough. Mother. That makes sense. Um, it's basically familial hemiplegic migraines, which means they're like family. Like if that means you get them family, but there's like two types. Um, yeah. essentially, it's like a really strange type of migraine. Um, rare, weird type of migraine, which presents like a stroke. So often, the yeah. first time people have them, they think they're having a stroke. Um, and you get like a facial droop and like your arm will do like the typical sh- like strokey kind of yeah. situation and my leg yeah. will go um, and it will just be one side of your body and you can't speak. Um, my tongue will go like funky um, and it's literally just a migraine. Um, wow. But really blooming strange. <laughs> um, yeah. And really scary to be honest. They're like my worst thing I get. I don't like them at all. Um, and they just happen like bam <laughs> out of nowhere um wow kind of thing and can be on either side of the body but yeah my mum gets them as well um but yeah they're really enjoyable as you can imagine so does it how often how like obviously i know it's like whenever yeah. but how often do you have to um, so i'm on like some there's a whole story to this i'm on some medication um that's helping like stop them um at the moment yeah. which has helped a lot because i was getting them a lot more frequently like sort of every couple of weeks maybe whereas now i get them like monthly maybe so it's not as bad oh wow so quite regularly. yeah and they're gonna look into there's like three options you can get botox which is really cool um a nerve block or like self injections to like help stop it okay. haha i'm gonna stab my own brains out <laughs> um i'm gonna go for the self injections um but yeah it's all a bit complicated with like you have to go for a big long pathway of like try this medication try this medication uh, yeah. and like some of them got yeah. stupid side effects and then it's like oh you can't take this one with this one and all of that yeah so yeah i've got referred around the whole world and like you know what the NHS is kind of yep, falling yep, apart yeah, a little bit at the moment, bless them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of that. <laughs> that's fair enough. So I know a bit about POTS, but for those that don't know, tell us a bit more about POTS and, yeah. and the impact of that. So POTS is like a coom... <laughs> I can sing. <laughs> POTS like tea. POTS is... Oh, my God. 
calm down, shown off. POTS is like a comorbidity of EDS. Um, so a lot of people with POTS will have um, like dysautonomy, dis, I can't ever say it, dysautonomia, dysautonomia um, or yep. postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which basically means my blood pressure is really low and my heart rate's really high. Um, so my heart rate has gone up to like 190 something before, um, which is obviously stupidly high. But I've just been laying in bed <laughs> doing nothing. And like, wow. my Apple Watch would be like, keep going with your workout. And I'll be like, wow, <laughs> lying in my bed doing absolutely nothing. Like this workout is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can imagine like walking or like, running, yeah. like yes. running as if I run. But any sort of crazy activity, my body's like, no thanks. Um, postural changes, so that's the postural, postural orthostatics, that's yep. the postural part. Um, so if I bent down really quickly and then stood up, um, my blood pressure would go like, whoa. <laughs> um, yep. And so I just have to be really careful with like changing quickly, um, change position really quickly. Um, everyone's first question is always like, oh my God, how do you drive if you pass out all the time? Um, for me, I always say, you're not bending down and then jumping up really quick when you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not yeah, postural yeah. changes. Um, to touch wood to this day, I've never had an issue with that. Um, and then my PAs kind of help with all sorts with that kind of like picking things up off the floor, carrying things that are heavy. Um, I struggle yeah. a lot with temperature changes. So your body struggles okay. to like regulate its temperature. Um, so prime example this morning, I was in the shower for, well, shower bath for too long than my body liked. Um, so I just went like purple everywhere and blood pooling. It's like all the blood rushes to your feet. Wow. And I get like purple lips and like dilated pupils. And my body was like, mm, I'm going to pass out now in the bath because that's really safe. <laughs> um, so that's kind of why I have care support for like safety yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it kind of affects everything in your body because it's like all your, like, your autonomic yeah, yeah, nervous yeah. system. But yeah, salt, your body likes salt oh. as well, which is interesting. Oh, wow. I think it's because it raises your blood pressure. Yeah. the vessels around yeah, your heart, is... something like that. Yeah, there is something to do with that. And also, I think as well, it's, yeah, there's a lot of recommendations with salt, particularly with disabled people. Like, I get recommended because of cramps. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Recommended for me. And they always say yeah. to wear leggings, like compression leggings. Helps yeah, with the blood flow. Yeah. Yep, I honestly, I hate, with my condition, I hate my blood flow on my lower mm. half of the body. Like, I am perpetually, my lower half is perpetually cold. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's just, like regulating body temperatures just in general. It's just a nightmare, like... I will be like absolutely like dripping in sweat but freezing cold and then like the yep. opposite and it's just a pain like such a pain it's like my body's just a drama queen I feel like that's what EDS does like I get that I'll be like it'll be hot outside so I'll be like whew it's hot and everyone's like yeah it's hot and I'm yeah. like no like I am hot it's hot <laughs> yeah. yeah it's hot yeah <laughs> On on the note, like you said, you got you got care support. How I, I'm also asking, I'm asking this for the wider community, but also for me as well. How did that whole acceptance come around with that in terms of opening yourself up to care and that? Like, what's the journey been like with that? Because for me, like, I'm fairly lucky that there is there's a very minimal level of. Support that was that really funny because my carrier just walked in and gave me my medication. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey. Um, oh no, and I dropped it. Sorry, 30 seconds. That's all right, it's all good. Um, this is the day in the life of being disabled. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sort of, was that acceptance with having care? Yeah, like acceptance with having care and also like what is what it's like, because I think the stereotype that comes with it is like, it's like dealing with an old person, whereas actually like I know a couple of guys that got carers and it's like almost an extension friend-wise. Like, oh, why do you get yeah. a good relationship with them? It's, yeah absolutely i mean when i first like was like someone first suggested like having pas or care to me i was like mm, they're not wearing uniform like they're not i'm not having a carer like i don't need someone to wipe my bum thanks <laughs> and like all of that whereas like now like <laughs> it's like so different like my friends feel like they've just got 
another one of our friends at the table and that's exactly what I wanted like honestly it makes me emotional sometimes like when I'm out with my friends and I see like my PA and my friend walk off and I'm like oh like it was so cute they get on like it's so lovely like even just things like oh yeah why is this bitch turned up sorry <laughs> even yeah <laughs> even just things like you know carers don't just fulfill like what you might imagine like a typical care role kind of thing yeah. so like my PA support me with absolutely everything like from being able to get out the house like taking my wheelchair out to like you know personal care and stuff but also like being yeah. able to see my friends and family and I mean you kind of just find a like system and routine that works for you and yeah. you know I could talk about care stuff for ages but it's kind of like you're in a relationship. I mean, I know I've never been a in a relationship, so I could be really wrong. But like for me, it feels like you've got like this like little like system. It's kind of like you have to communicate really well with each yeah. other, otherwise it's not gonna work. Like yeah. I need them to tell me how they're feeling, like I tell them how they're yeah. I'm feeling, like I don't know, even like the first time being naked in front in front of them, like I felt so shy. Whereas like now I'm like, woo, like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all that sort of thing. And it's like, you know, helping them with admin, like all all of that stuff. It's yeah. like you make it work and now it just like feels like they're like my left arm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean it's it's very like you say, it's very similar in relationship why particularly because Gina won't mind me saying, I mean, she prefers the term PA, so I'll use yeah. that. Um, she obviously Gina is like my primary PA yeah. and primary care in terms of like what I need day to day. The only thing I know, obviously, there's there's some legality issues within having a partner and then having yeah. a carer, but that is one of the things that's making me consider it in terms of when we eventually move out. Mm -hmm. It's then taking the strain off of Gina, you know, so I'm not too de not not I'm quite independent as as an individual myself, but taking that sort of reliant off of her yeah. in terms of if she wants to go out with the girls for a weekend I can go actually do you know what I can get someone in and it's Absolutely. hard because then on the flip side of that I've got friends and stuff that are probably more than happy to support with that but as you say it's that element of the more personal mm. care the whole seeing, yeah. seeing you naked is kind of like okay that's a little bit awkward yeah. but um, like, the thing is like literally like the first like you can do things to make things like not as awkward so like the first few times I showered for example I like showered in a bikini yeah. and then like now I'm like the minute I wrote a blog post the other day but like the minute like the girls had seen me like be sick and like poop myself I was like ah oh, they've seen it all like it's so fine do you know what I mean yeah but like you can hire friends as PAs like it doesn't have to be a, like a family member so in the past my housemate was my PA and like he literally like would like help me with my washing and he'd cook my meals for me and stuff like that and it was like stuff that he would have done anyway but I would feel really guilty him doing it for me but he got paid for it yeah. So it was kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. if Gina wanted to go away and she felt funny about leaving you or you felt bad because you wanted her to go away and your friend would be like, oh, it's all right, I'll, I'll pop around. Or your parents were like, oh, I'll, I'll pop and, you know, I'll, I'll whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever it is, just as an example. Yeah. Your friend could come around and you wouldn't be like, oh, I feel bad. Or, you know, you're going to go out for drinks with your mate and you'd be like, oh, can you undo this bottle for me? Which is nothing. Yeah. They would do it anyway, yeah. but they're getting paid to do it do you know what i mean yeah so. yeah i mean the, i think the crazy thing is i've got i've got a good friend of mine um i won't out him because of what uh -huh. it is, but like he he is completely comfortable with his mates like helping him, him with personal care stuff and i'm like dude i'd love to get to that yeah. level of like look because the thing is what for me like i don't necessarily need support with personal care yeah. it just makes it quicker sometimes yeah. oh no literally but it's not doesn't even have to be personal care so I've got a friend who is insured on my car um we've been friends yeah. since college she is incredible love her so much and when I had no care she was down as my PA and whenever she came to visit me in Brighton she would stay for like a week and she would like do all my washing she would cook me meals drive me wherever I needed to be driven to take me to appointments blah 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 Friends would do that anyway because they're amazing people and that's the sort of friend you need yeah. in your life. But I wouldn't feel Definitely. like I'm sponging off my friend. She's getting paid for it. The council are paying for it and they're supporting it. That's what care is for. And yeah. if we go on a night out, she's going to see my bum when we're in the toilet anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not to put it yeah. frank, but it's yeah. true. Like, you know. Yeah. So 
you know, and you you go to you go to the pub and have a drink with your friends. You go to the pub and have a drink with your carer. It's just if I passed out, I would feel bad putting the responsibility on my friend to look after me. I would rather know yeah. that there's someone there dedicated to be on Lauren duty. You know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I feel like that's a that's a cultural thing that people take on themselves whenever you go out with friends. Like, you could always see when someone's having far too much fun. Exactly. And you're like, oh, okay, I've got I've got to pull back a little bit yeah. because this is going in a direction. Exactly. And it's like I've always been that person, so like adjusting to like not be that person is like oh my god because yeah. like it's difficult. But like now I'm like, don't worry because my PAs will look after all of us. <laughs> It's all good. We can have fun. To be honest, that's what I always say about Gina. Gina is such a, like, group mum. Mum. She is such a group mum. <laughs> I love that. Mom. Yeah, group mum. Like, she'll look after everyone. And I'm like, Gina, yeah. don't worry about it. Like, it, we, <laughs> we all survived before you, you came in. So it's all good. Yeah. We Aww. will be okay. I love that. One angel, bless her. Love that. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, um, I couldn't, like, recommend it more, honestly. And, like, live you, the company that's supporting me, are just, like they work specifically with young people like they like young themselves like they get it like they're it's run by disabled people like it's run by a guy called dan and his pa sam um and they're just couldn't recommend them enough they're amazing i think that's the that's the big thing as well it's like obviously don't get me wrong i've met i've met older people that are great fun i've met young people that are great fun like age isn't really a thing but then also like you say it's having that carer that like slots into your life very well yeah and is able to like not as you say not make you feel awkward and like especially as a young person you don't want to feel you don't want to feel different like you just you never want, want it to feel it's like you've got in... the carer there with you yeah whereas like you know there, like there was a time the other week where my like carer went pa whatever you want to call her went into the shop to go and buy alcohol with my friend when we were like on the ho- way home from somewhere because I didn't feel well. And it was like, I was like, I don't think, like, like we, we were literally, we'd just gone out for dinner. I didn't feel well. So my carer went with my friend to go and buy alcohol. And I was like, can you imagine if I had like a 60 year old carer? Like, that wouldn't happen. The carer would be like, oh, you don't feel well. Let's go to bed. Like, do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I just had a nap in the car for a bit. <laughs> he went off. Yeah. And it was fine. Or like, you know, we had like a little art night, which was really cute. And it was like, never in like before i didn't even leave the house because i didn't have care support you know so it's just yeah. it's such a game changer and like i have someone to put my socks on for me so i don't pass out when i'm putting my socks on so <laughs> it's great it's always good to have someone to put your socks you know on what I, mean? I, I, I can relate Literally, to that i can relate to that so much while you're down there thanks yeah <laughs> it's always nice as well when, and it sounds really weird but like <laughs> when the per like if you've got really cold feet and the person's got really warm hands it's a, yeah, it's a whole, that's a whole experience. Oh no, both the girls both have really cold hands. To be first, so it's kind of nice when I have a headache. It's like, oh, yeah. Who needs to wear ice? Although I, I feel like that for me, that's a thing with physios. Why the fuck do physios always have really? Oh my cold gosh, hands? yeah. I actually don't like physio very much. They always come out in like bruises because of my EDS. Yeah, I'm like very easy breather. Someone was like, actually, not really a fan of that. <laughs> Thanks. I don't think anyone's. No offense to any physios out there. We don't, I don't like think you. Anyone's a fan of physio. <laughs> yeah. No offense to physios, but we don't like you. No, I'm joking. Sure, you're lovely. It, sure, you love. They you. are. <laughs> I. I'm sure they do. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think as well, like it's that whole thing with physios where it's like it's something you have to do, and I can't be bothered. But like, that's the whole. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Definitely. But um, I'm I'm just conscious of time, uh, so I'm going to hit you with the last question, which is: What is one piece of politically correctness that you really strongly agree with or disagree with? Oh my gosh! Okay. Um. Everyone should try peas and vinegar. Peas and actually, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I had that once with fish and chips and it does right? work it works you know when you're peeing yep. accidentally get vinegar on from when you've had chips yes yeah. i do yeah i get Amazing. you i get you i know i agree i agree uh, unpopular opinion but i do yeah agree. unpopular opinion but everyone should have peas and vinegar just a bowl of it together nice. that is true mm, i'm sure that, that would be good although that there, but i just that is gina's worst nightmare she hates really peas. yeah Girl, not a fan of peas Sorry. So rude. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. 
<laughs> what about um, just because that was quite a quick one? What uh, what is if if you got one? What is one disability one? Oh, why you going to say that? Um, what was the question? What's the politically correct? It's basically what's one? What's a something that like either you have a really strong view on that or you really oh, disagree with? So like non-disabled people don't have a disability. Non-disabled people don't have shouldn't non. I'm ticking. Non-disabled people <laughs> shouldn't have a say in what happens to disabled people. Is that the right? Non-disabled people shouldn't have a say in dis- Oh my God, my words aren't coming out. Non-disabled <laughs> people shouldn't have a say on disability rights. Is that a word? That's a... Unpopular yeah, that, that works. That is that word. I don't know if that's Although gonna, like, one country... causing, Is that going to start causing problems? No, no. I'm just gonna con- I'm just gonna contrary it to dig dig a little bit deeper. What about your? What about if the individual has experience of a disabled? Okay. For example, like if if my sister won't. Like, don't get me wrong. My sister has some weird and wacky views because she's only been exposed to me. But if someone's got lived experience of someone with a disability, I'm a special would you feel mom. comfortable? Okay, so you can be an ally, but you shouldn't speak for my opinion so like I completely like I love all my non-disabled friends loads and I think that they have learned so much from like non-disabled siblings that they've from disabled siblings that they've got and from like you know me and like going out and about but I don't think until you are disabled you will never understand what it's like to be disabled therefore you could not run a talk on what it's like to be disabled yeah yeah I get that I I mean I'm special mom that is going to be great ending. That is brilliant. I'm <laughs> um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Lauren. It's been so good. And I feel like we could talk for hours. So we'll I definitely do an talker. episode two. <laughs> That's all right. So I might. That's why I set up a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll definitely do an episode two. But I always give my guests a chance to plug themselves, let people know what they're working on, what they want people to follow, who and sort of where to find you. So here's your opportunity to plug away. Cute. Um yeah, follow me on everything. I am at a ticker's guide to life. That's A T I C C E R S and then the word guide and then the word two and then life. Um I've got a website and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but I don't really use it. And I run a really cute little a disability group called Little Pauly Brighton. It's at a Little Pauly Brighton. Yeah. That's one thing I'm really annoyed that we didn't get onto. So that's why we're going to do an episode two. That's so fine. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Not Quite Podcast. Please make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram to get regular updates about the podcast.